0: Welcome to the family with Andy Brant Bernard and me Uh, Alex and well Catherine is seeing her father Alex is watching her daughter whose birthday it is today graduate from school from from kindergarten and Ellie Nick's not here so Andy and I are going to handle this Ian Jenkins MD Dr. Jenkins will join us right after this with the family Michael Bryant Brad Sean Bryant what's the latest? Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or WalzerNissan.com for details. amateurs why not bank with my banker north american banking company a better banking experience member fdic and equal housing lender we are back andy there's no doubt about it let me know when the doctor's ready to go he's not on until next hour oh he's in the second hour oh i'm sorry i didn't even notice that dr Jacob's going to join us in the second hour not the first hour we haven't heard if L.A. Nick's coming in or not yet. No, so we I don't. Have not. Uh, I assume he's probably not, though, because he would have been here 15 minutes ago. Hopefully, everything's okay with him. I'm, you know, yeah, you hold hope against hope that something mm-hmm. weird didn't go on. But yeah, we haven't heard from him. He usually calls in or, or emails us if he's not coming in. So, But Catherine is with her father on uh, an appointment, and Alex is uh, watching Fawney graduate from. From kindergarten, it's her fifth birthday today, so it's a very big day for the family. Um, So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Court to Shell Oil, hurry up cutting carbon emissions. They're an oil company. How are they going to do that?
2: Yeah, that's a good question.
0: I mean, I would like to know, seriously, uh, you know, you're you're pushing this in landmark case brought by activists. Hague District Court mandates 45% reduction by 2030, so in the next nine years, a 45% reduction. I would also like to talk to people about uh, not supporting countries who pollute the living piss out of our uh, environment, but we give them fistfuls of dollars every day. So if we want to have a much cleaner planet, why are we giving money to people who
2: pollute like madmen? Well, they don't want a cleaner planet. They just want to say they do so they can get votes. So that's what it is. It's all about getting votes. They don't really care about a cleaner planet. Well, if they did, they would do something about it. And... When I say do something about it, I don't mean, you know, make up rules that don't actually have any concrete goals. Right, I mean, right. That's the one thing about activists is that you'll notice that they never have a concrete goal that can be accomplished. That's true. It's always just better, better, more, more, because their entire life revolves around staying activists because it's a position of power. If they accomplish their goal, they wouldn't be activists anymore. They'd have to relinquish their power. But, yeah, that's And that's true. not the goal. That's a very good point. A Dutch court has ordered Royal Dutch Shell to
0: cut its carbon emissions by a net 45% by 2030 compared to 2019 levels in a uh, landmark case brought by climate activist groups. The ruling Wednesday by the Hague District Court could set a precedent for similar cases against polluting multinationals around the world. The court ruled that the Anglo-Dutch energy giant has a duty of care to uh, reduce emissions. And that its current reduction plans aren't concrete enough. The court said Shell isn't currently in breach of its obligation to reduce emissions, as the environmental groups argued, because the apparent company is tightening its emissions policy. However, it added that the policy is not concrete, has many caveats, and is based on monitoring social developments rather than the company's own responsibility for achieving a CO2 reduction. So, uh... Yeah, my question is this: So, why don't we uh, like Western Europe? I understand why you would want to support them, and that makes total sense uh, because they're trying their best too. But India, China, a lot of places in Africa—we uh, could keep on going. They just—they're not even trying. Uh, are they? Are they still doing that whole deal where truckload upon truckload of garbage is dumped in the river
2: that goes out into the ocean? Yep. They still do that all the time, and we we still do business with people like that. That's what I'm saying is if we wanted to reduce emissions and reduce pollution, we would stop doing business with people like that. We would start producing things domestically because it would reduce having to, you know, ship thousands, millions of crates across the ocean and heavily polluting, heavily inefficient uh, barges. I mean, the amount of barges going across the ocean is... Astronomical it is yeah. and every single one of them is burning gallons of fuel every minute because they're so big but we seem to not have any problem with that you can burn all the fuel you want as long as you're delivering us cheap consumer crap
0: yeah that's very true
2: John Cena of
0: course came out uh, yesterday and uh, he speaks Chinese oh, apparently. Yeah. Uh, here's a guy, by the way, um, that uh, he's got a new movie coming out, and he said, "Hey, uh, Taiwan's going to be the first country that's able to see the movie," and then China got mad at him because uh, they say Taiwan's not a country; it's a, a it's a territory of China. So, John Cena, ass kisser that he is, is it? How much is he worth anyway? You look and see how much he, his network's got to be close to a hundred million dollars. It's got to be. He's in movies, wrestling, he does commercials. But a guy works constantly.
2: Yes, somewhere around 60.
0: 60 million. Mm-hmm. So the first thing he does is in Chinese, he releases a worldwide uh, video. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, China. You're right. Taiwan's not a country. It's it, it's not a part of the deal. And I do apologize. I'm so sorry, 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 sorry. Yep. He said sorry like four times. hmm uh, knowing that they have slavery in China, knowing how Chinese people are treated by their government, knowing all these things, but because American movies do very well in China, he's got a new movie out, so what is the first thing he does? Kiss their ass. I tell you, if I had $60 million, you could kiss my living ass. I'm guaranteeing <laughs> yeah, right. you that. I got enough money. If I got $60 million bucks, I got enough money. Good, good for you. You guys do whatever you need, but it's never enough. So things like pollution and slavery and treating your people like dirt, imprisoning people for years. Well, of course, every country does that, including the United States. But um, it just makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense, any of this stuff anymore to me, that we just look past slavery, we look past pollution, we look past dirty business dealings, and it's all in the name of money. And getting votes. That's what it's all about, which really is unfortunate. It's really sad that that is uh, going on. This is interesting, and I like this. I haven't seen the whole story. John Oliver uh, on Sunday night delved into the topic of local news and its questionable use of sponsored content. And apparently the last week tonight segment was quite effective. Two station groups' deadline describes as major say they will review their station's use of sponsored content in response to the HBO show. Oliver's team paid three stations amounts ranging from $1,750 to $2,800 in order to get on an on-air personality to interview someone posing as a rep for a fake product. The sexual wellness blanket. Of course it is. The sexual wellness blanket. Oliver's point, if companies pay the right price, they can essentially hawk their products on the news in a way that makes some uh, sometimes dubious products seem legitimate. Stations must make sponsorship identification announcement, but Oliver's argument is that those are easily missed by a TV viewer who might see the segment as actual news rather than a paid spot. Uh, I wouldn't just point out, Mr. Uh, Mr. Oliver, and I, I'm glad you're doing this, by the way. I really am glad you're doing this. But we also need to pay attention to the national news because all the national news does is suck up to one party or another in order to get viewers and I'm talking about not covering very important news. Uh, CNN does that a lot. But that guy, that Jeff Zucker that runs that place, is the might be one of the worst human beings ever born. He almost destroyed NBC, and he, he'll eventually destroy, destroy CNN. They're, aren't their numbers still way, their way Their ratings down? are horrible, yeah. They're horrible now. Because they lie. And I'm not saying that Fox doesn't lie, but they don't lie as much as CNN does. CNN covers up entire stories. And I do love the fact... There was something new now. They were trying to blame something else. And again, I'm not defending Trump. I mean, he's being investigated for felonies. I'm not going to defend someone until I find out what the hell they did or did not do. If he's guilty, he needs to pay the price. And if he's not guilty, maybe it's time to back off and leave him alone. One or the other, wouldn't you say? Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I would just like to see, I agree with Mr. Oliver that the local news should not present advertising as as news because it's not news. And by the same token, the national news should not, not lie and cover stories up or not run stories at all because it doesn't fit their narrative or their political views that draw them the most money. Now, it's not working for CNN because their revenue sucks. Their ratings suck. It's terrible. They got some talent on that station, too. There are a couple of people on
2: there. Oh, jeez. What? From last quarter, CNN was down forty-seven percent. Yeah, it doesn't surprise. And they one million on. viewers in primetime. That's it. One million. That's all they got now. Yep. Well, they have horrible people on the air too. Because they got oh, some. Yeah, they're good all god awful anchors. They all they don't actually deliver any news. They just scream and cry about the latest. Uh, you know, the right wing is evil kind of thing. Yeah. No yeah. one wants to watch that. No, they don't. And I mean, I, Fox yeah. is way down, too, but it's still higher than—it's more than double CNN. Yeah, I think all that national news is way—well— It's your, all way down, yes. Your
0: mom and I don't watch it anywhere near as much as we used to. It's too damn depressing. I never have. Well, I don't blame you, Andy, because if you tune into the national news, whether it's on Fox or CNN or whatever you watch, uh, it, it's just too damn depressing. It's like, this sucks, That's not. Well, today I tuned in to watch the news a little bit. And apparently, there's been another shooting in in uh, in America, in San Jose, California. Some guy, had, I believe, a shipping or a rail rail yard or a shipping yard or somewhere out in San Jose, California, opened fire on his co-workers. It's happening every day now. Every day, you get a business shooting. You get little children, little babies shot to death in the streets, or at least severely wounded in the streets. We've got to stop all of the stuff we're doing right now, this hatred that's puked out on the news every night,
2: the fact that... uh, It's not just the news. No, it's not. Federal government does it, local governments do it, Hollywood does it. Yep. No, you're
0: absolutely right, and it's all, it has nothing to do with serving you and me, it has to do with making money. They do it, so you'll watch them, so they'll make money, but it's not working, and congratulations to the American people for that. As I said, Catherine and I watch. I bet you we don't even watch ten percent as much as we used to. We used to watch the news every night just to find out what was going on. We maybe, maybe your mom and I will sit down and watch the news for about fifteen minutes a week now, because it's just the same thing over and over and over again.
2: Well, yeah, every time I catch a glimpse at like a you know a TV screen that has a news station on it, because you know like the one downstairs it usually has CNN on it. Yeah, it does. The lower third is always the same thing. It's always, you know, it's time to fight back against the white man. It's time to fight back against the Republicans, et cetera, et cetera. That's all it is every single time. It's like how often can you hear the same message and still care? Yeah, and that's
0: you're absolutely right about that. It's the same thing every day, and that's why nobody's watching them because you puke up the same stuff every day, and we're sick to death of watching it. Maybe you could give us the real news and not your spin on the news. That would that would help in one way. Nope. But I guess that's not going to happen. So it, it, it's just money, money. Well, look at John Cena. He's a man worth $60 million who gets on his knees and
2: kisses ass on the Chinese so he could make more money. So that is going to destroy his career. It probably will eventually. Because I Speaking of destroyed careers, if you had to guess what the 25 to 54 demo average is for um, CNN Tonight, that's Don Lemon. Oh, that guy's dreadfully bad. Well, the entire country agrees because he's averaging 236,000 in the key demo.
0: That's so amazing that that we do a local radio show and a local podcast that has more numbers, more bodies than national TV shows.
2: Well, like I said, why would you tune in if you know it's going to be the exact same thing? Yeah, well, that's a, well, why your mom and I don't. It would be like watching a TV show that has one episode that they play every <laughs> that, week. Well, exactly. You're going to stop watching eventually. No, you are. we got Officer Dave on the phone. Let's. I don't talk to police
0: officers. I want to defund the police, particularly in the western suburbs, but... So- you're
1: not, you're I don't know. blame
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> you're not buying that one, are you?
2: Well, I, wanna, I don't
1: blame you at all. I want
2: to defund the police no, so that exactly. they all quit, and then crime skyrockets, and then I have to beg for more police. Yes, exactly. That's what we want to do. Exactly. Yeah,
1: you're, we're being programmed, Tom, by the big news company.
0: Yes, we are. That's uh, what it is. And it works, it's too.
1: programming to fit their narrative.
0: It just amazes me, because from the time I was a little boy, I was given a break by the police uh, when I was, I guess I was about 19 or 20 years old. My friend and I were wandering around at 4 o'clock, 4.30 in the morning, uh, over by St. Anne's School uh, on the north side, and the cop uh, pull, pulls over and goes, what are, you, what are you boys up to? My friend, had, uh, Roy, had just gotten back from Vietnam, so he and I were walking around just getting to know one another again, because I hadn't seen him in a couple of years, and we're talking and whatever, and the cop said to Roy, what are you guys doing? And he said, and Roy said, none of your goddamn business, uh, which which was not handled well. Now, St. Anne's has little alcoves leading into their doorways, so he was taken into one alcove, and I was taken into another alcove, and I all of a sudden started hearing all this noise. I couldn't see anything, but I heard all this noise, and the sergeant because it's right behind the old, uh, what is it, the 5th Precinct over in North Minneapolis there?
1: No, that's the 4th.
0: That's the 4th. That's right. That's the 4th. So the 4th, right behind the old 4th Precinct Police. I don't think the station's there anymore. I think it moved. But it was yeah, right across. Yeah, they tore
1: it down and built the new one. That's
0: yep. what I thought, yeah. So I, is it in the same location?
1: I don't know about that for sure. I don't either. But, yeah, the, the new the new one, or the one that's there now, is, was pretty much state-of-the-art when it was built.
0: Oh, well, the one on Plymouth Avenue is really nice. Yeah, that one's really nice. Okay. but uh, yeah, the, that's, that's
1: the new one.
0: Okay, yeah, okay, excellent. That's the fourth precinct one, yep. The one that was on uh, West Broadway was right across the street from St. Anne's. And so the sergeant, the desk sergeant walks over, and he walks up and he goes, what's your name, kid? And I said, Tom. He goes, where do you live, Tom? I said, about three blocks straight down 26th Avenue. He goes, Tom, you hear that noise in the next archive, uh, the alcove, I mean? I said, yeah, I I do. He goes, it's not going too well for your buddy. I said, oh, okay. And he goes, now, you have a choice. We can either arrest you for lurking at 4.30 in the morning. And at the time, I had no idea what lurking meant.
2: (laughs) I had no idea what the hell he (laughs) meant by that. You were how old at
0: this point? Uh, 18 or 19, something like that. Old enough to know better. Yes, old enough to know better, exactly. So I said, Tom, here's what we're going to do, because you really (laughs) haven't done anything. We could still get you for lurking, but... You, want, you could make the choice. You could either be a pain in the ass, and there's going to be a lot of noise coming out of this alcove, or you could just say you're sorry and go home. Well, that day changed my view of cops completely, because he didn't just come over and start punching me or kicking my ass or whatever. He said, I'm going to give you a choice. You can be a prick or you can go home. It's up to you. Which. Yep. I loved. I thought it was great, you know. And I look. I'm, my mother's first cousin, my second cousin, Lamont Dean, was a Hennepin County deputy sheriff. He was a Minneapolis cop. Uh, we had uh, cops in the family. I've always liked cops. I've never had any problem with cops. Like I, other people do, I guess. I don't have any problem with cops, and I never have. Why? Now, yeah, growing up where I, I grew heard, up, how? How is that possible?
1: I, I've heard that people have issues with us, and we're all, you know. We're all the same. All of us are the same. Well, funny, isn't that what you guys are saying, that we'll, the white people are treating the black people? You know, mm, it's like we're it's, all, it's not, true. not, we're not all the same. No. How many times have you said we're not all the same? Stop treating each other the same. You're everybody's, nobody's special. It's like, come nope. on.
0: No, it's exactly right. And boy, did people get mad at me when I said, look, let me just tell you something. All you people out there to get so offended by every comment, you're not special and I'm not special, let it go. Calm down for God's sake. Exactly. I've been called plenty of names. I've had people going after my career. Well, they ended my voiceover career. The local press did. There's no doubt about it. Do I sit and, right. you know, go over there and knock on their door and go, I'm mad at you. Hey, you know, I don't appreciate what they did, but they, you know, they're dickless no, wonders. And they you. had to show their power somehow. So I hear good you. for you.
1: Yep. Yeah,
0: I, I just, oh. 800% increase in gun violence in Portland, Oregon over the past year. 800% Isn't increase. Isn't that crazy? Hmm. I, I, when's it going to stop? How are we going to stop this, Officer Dave?
1: We we have to. The police have to take control. They there do. has to yep. be control again. You said it a bazillion times. If there's no consequences for anything, yep. what's going to happen? It's going to run pregnant. wild.
0: And that's exactly nope. what's happening. And
1: it's exactly what's happening. But they cannot say that it's happening because then they'll be offending the people that are screwing up and doing the making it horrible. <laughs> You know,
2: it's, it's they've
1: created this culture. Now we have to live with
0: it. Yeah, that's, well,
1: and by they I mean the politicians. That we can't. We've got to hold right. everybody's hand, and nobody can can do anything on their own. We have to. The government has to do it for them.
0: Yeah, that's exactly the whole deal. I, I just, as I said, treat everybody the same. I don't give a damn what your skin color is or your religion is or your orientation is. Or I don't care about I, I don't even know you. Why would I care what you are or who you are if I get to know you and you're not a nice person? I don't want you anywhere near me, but if you're a nice person, I, I'm i good. Everything's good. No, I'm
1: good. Yeah, it's that's how I am too. It's, yep. it's just oh. but yeah, CNN, Fox, they're all programming us Every one of them, no one side is better than the other side.
0: No, you're right. You're, it's just you're absolutely it's, right.
1: It's just they're programming us to what they want us to believe. And before long, I can't tell you how many times I've hear, heard you say, we'll all be wearing the gray pajamas and the black slippers going to work at the Broomstick Factory. Exactly. I got that it's from common. Joe
0: Suchere, actually. Suchere is the first guy I ever <laughs> heard say that. I love it. That's hilarious. I love it. It is. It, it's, it's right on perfect. the money. It's right on the money. It right? is. Going to work at the yep. broom factory in your black pajamas and your and your gray uh, slippers. Yep. All right, no pal. No doubt well. about it. Try to try to stay alert today, will you? All
1: right. I'll no naps in the car is what you're
0: telling me. <laughs> you can't take a nap in the squad car. It's exactly what I'm saying. It's <laughs> exactly right, man. All I, right, Tom. I, I, Tom I appreciate Tom andy, coming. take
1: care of my boys. Thanks a <laughs> lot, you bet, guys. Bye. Take
0: care. <laughs> Officer Dave, ladies and gentlemen, and again, it's not, oh, you're, see, we're not even saying you're 100% wrong. All we're saying is uh, we need to kind of rein in attitudes because particularly if you're making money from it, if you're making, if you're a politician, you're making money by puking up your garbage, then I really have no respect for you at all. You're not showing any leadership at all. All you're doing is winding things up so you can make more money. That is not leadership. All right, we need much better leadership. Our leadership right now is dreadful, and I'm talking about a citywide basis. I don't know about a statewide. Some of the things that Walls does are okay, and others are way out of the, They're just out there, and he he loves to spend our tax money. I know that. But in general, I've never met uh, Governor Walls. I've heard he's a pretty decent guy. I don't know anything about the guy. Uh, I know that uh, several people that served with him were not fans of his because he he quit, uh, he, he retired from the Army just before he was going to be sent over to the Middle East. That's what a lot of people have told me, so I, I don't know if that's what happened. That's what they think happened, so I don't I don't know what to tell you. But, yeah, just very quickly back to John Oliver and the, and the Jeff Zuckers of the world. John Oliver went after local. Now go, it's time to go after national now, Mr. What Oliver. They think happened. So, I don't. Whoa.
2: What was that? I accidentally put autoplay on our site. Autoplay, baby. No autoplay allowed. No autoplay allowed. But people yet. find it annoying, including me. Yes,
0: exactly. So, I'm just saying, you, look, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of John Oliver for going after local news. Now it's time to go after the national news because you people are not telling the truth. Not all of them, some of them do tell the truth. I, uh, you know, I used to watch Anderson Cooper a lot. I've interviewed him many times. I liked him, but, man, he's completely changed now, too. He sure has. He really has just fallen for the whole deal. But I suppose they all want to hold on to their job, I guess. Yep. I, I don't know. But, yeah, Don Lemon's about it. He, one of the most hateful people that oh, I've God, ever seen. God. On top. My God, is he filled with hatred, which is not a good thing for a handsome black gay man. He should be offering a perfect example of, hey, look how even keel this is. You know, yes. And look I, how successful
2: I've been. Yeah. He's extremely successful. Yeah,
0: he's done very, very well. I mean,
2: he has no listeners now or viewers now <laughs> well, because he's he, so, so hateable. He used to be successful, I should say.
0: I mean, I don't hate the guy. I just don't care for him because all he's ever got is you suck and I'm wonderful. Yep. That's his deal now. We, my God, we have to take a break already, Andy. That segment mm-hmm. went by very, very quickly. We shall be right back. Second hour, we've got a special guest coming up. We'll be right back, Andy and I, the family, right after this. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Well, he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now, Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop. The My Slippers are designed to wear indoor and outdoor all day long, made with My Pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable, you'll want to get some for the whole family, which is what we did. Call 1-800-516-5146 or use promo code Tom, of course. 1-800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code TOM. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM. Dan Chesky is here from Dan Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Do do do. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks to Officer Dave for calling in, giving us uh, his view on the situation. And I agree with him completely. I, I, I have a really hard time um, with the national news. Uh, you know, not across the board. There's some people I do like to watch. As a matter of fact, um, but. You know, it's getting to be less and less because one thing I would noticed, whether it's CNN or Fox or whatever, when CNN bounced way up back in the day, they went off the deep end. Fox went off the deep end when they shot way up. And I don't know. They're just not my kind of—I guess that's the number one thing that I should say, that those national TV people are really not my kind of people anyway. I've known many of them over the years. And it's a very questionable judgment if you ask me, you know what I'm saying? I just, I don't know. It, it, I just don't believe everything these people say because they're lying to you, trying to get you to watch, you know, trying to make more money, all the rest of it. So if it weren't for that, back in the day, but, but again, everybody talks, Oh, I wish we were back. Walter Cronkite is the one who started it. He was the first one who lied on national television. First one that I know of anyway, maybe it did happen before.
2: But he went on and lied about the Bay of Tonkin. Before him, was there national television? Yeah, Probably, probably not. I mean, yeah, all, all news was local back then.
0: Yeah, pretty much. You just had ABC, NBC, and CBS News, and that was about it. There was no Fox back then. It was ABC News, CBS News, which is where Walter Cronkite was, and NBC News. But, yeah, he, he lied about the Bay of Tonkin many, many, many years ago. So, you know, Walter Cronkite was no angel either. As a guy, I like to put a lot of spin on stories just to maintain that uh, he got the, he got the huge ratings, though. Man, can you imagine ratings back in the day when there were only three outlets and you got to
2: divide up about oh, yeah. two hundred and
0: fifty million people back mm-hmm. then?
2: Probably had some pretty high ratings. <laughs> I would imagine back in those days. You could find those numbers. You
0: could probably find those numbers. I would imagine from you'd have to look what like from nineteen oh late the late 70s cuz well hbo came on in the late 70s but they didn't really do news
2: abc oh, evening news started in 53
0: yeah right exactly so yeah that's the kind of thing and cbs back in the 50s and 60s i believe always did better than everybody else cuz of walter cronkite people loved him because he'd come on and talk like this mm-hmm. this is the news but that was the delivery back then. That you had it. You didn't talk like a human being. You talked like a newsman. That's just the way things were back then. What what'd you find out? What were his ratings
2: back in the 60s? Uh, I don't know if you can find this. Oh, you can't? <clears throat> You'd think you could, actually. You'll find that a lot of uh, TV and radio stations, if it's more than 20 years old, they probably set it on fire and threw it in a dumpster. Really. Yeah, no one keeps archives. I don't know why. Oh, that's weird. Or especially back then, no one kept archives. Yeah, Maybe. that's true. Or if they that's did, true. they kept it on something like nitrocellulose, which degraded over time. Yeah,
0: there you go. Oh God, yes. Remember that that one Hollywood vault? I <clears throat> exactly. Guess half the stuff in that Hollywood vault just disintegrated. Yeah,
2: we. I think like ninety percent of movies made before nineteen twenty are lost forever. Yeah. Because they were recorded on uh, volatile media. And even tapes, you know, know, tapes go bad eventually if they're not stored properly. Right. Whereas nowadays, you put something on a USB drive, you could just, you know, leave it in a room somewhere, and it'd be fine in 100 years. Not the case anymore, or back then. Indeed. Indeed, it's true. At just two years old, Cash Quest, is it Cash or
0: Kasha? Because it's K-A-S-H-E. I think that would be Cash or Kasha. have no idea. I have no clue. I'm going with Cash. At uh, just two years old, Cash Quest has become the youngest member of American Mensa, Fox LA reports, in an exclusive interview with the toddler and her mom. Sukhit Atval says she and Cash's father started noticing from a young age that their daughter had an excellent memory, knowing the alphabet numbers and much more by the time she's around 17 months. She has since tackled feats, says, knowing, is all, uh, knowing all 50 states by shape and location on a map identifying elements on the periodic table and more. She's also learning to read, speak Spanish, and do sign language. She's also, her mom says, a typical toddler. We have negotiations, we have tantrums, we have everything, and it's difficult, uh, different because the way we communicate with her, it has to be different because she's able to understand just a little bit more. She adds that she and Cash's dad let their little girl lead the way, not forcing anything on her. Mensa requires applicants to uh, take an approved IQ test and score in the top 2% of general population. Cash's uh, IQ is 146, which is really not that high. I mean, it's high, but it's not that high.
2: It is, but also you can't really measure IQ at no. the age of two. No, so you can't. I'm very suspicious of this story to begin with. <clears throat> yeah, the intelligence quotient is just, its isn't it kind of a vague idea about how smart you are anyway? Well, yeah, that's another big part of it. Uh, I mean, it, it's helpful, but at that age, it's really not very helpful. Yeah, I wouldn't think that it, that it is. Um, as far as Mensa is concerned, I, you know, I... With Mensa, you have to, I think, either have a certified IQ test or they have a test that they uh, provide for you. And I'm, well, that's the thing is she doesn't have an adult IQ. No. She so doesn't. that wouldn't work, and I guarantee you she didn't pass the Mensa test. So how did she get in?
0: Hmm. Waterway. Does anybody even apply for Mensa
2: anymore? I don't think Mensa is very popular anymore. I don't think it is either. I mean, I don't think it ever really was because it's like what exactly is the point? Yeah, yeah what is the point? I what? never really understood, you know, like why would I want to be part of it? What does it do?
0: Well, I got to be honest. I was asked to, to join Menza many, many, many years ago, and I had no interest. Like, why do I want to do that? You
2: have to be in the ninety-eighth percentile or higher. So Which it's is, actually not that, uh, not that exclusive. No, it really. I mean, ninety-eighth percentile is extremely high, but you know that's still uh, a very. It's a whole lot of people. But isn't the ninety-eighth percentile
0: like above one thirty-seven or something like that, or one thirty-five?
2: What's the world population right now?
0: For about 7.3 billion. It's not
2: eight yet? I thought it was eight. Oh,
0: maybe it is eight. Well, eight looks, and let's I even see. looked at it in a couple of months, so maybe it is uh, eight. 7.8. It is 7.8, so it's higher than I thought and a little lower than you thought.
2: So let's see. That would be 156 million people. So,
0: 156 million you know, people. But is there a cutoff for the IQ?
2: Well, that's what it is. It's the 98th percentile.
0: But I'm, I'm talking about flat out IQ, though. Uh, let's see. I wonder I wonder where that comes in because 146 is high, but it's not really 98th high.
2: 98th percentile is 131.
0: Oh, so it's lower than I thought it was because I thought it was like 135 or 137. It's 131. Hey, look, and I'm not condemning anybody's got a 131 mm-hmm. IQ. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's just, I don't know. That's the kind of thing, once again, I'm going to join a club to tell you how smart I am. Yeah, I don't know the upside to that. It it just seems a bit much for me. Look, for a two year old, I, I do believe that uh, mom and dad are pushing you a little too hard there, uh, Kasha, but uh, or Kasha, her name could be pronounced Kasha. I, I don't have know. no idea. Yeah, I don't know about pushing your kid to do that kind of thing. I don't, I don't see. I don't really see the upside to it myself. I
2: think it's all a PR stunt anyway. Yeah,
0: probably true. You're a floundering
2: probably... organization needs uh, some press. So, oh look at this. We got we got a two year old. Everyone report on us so that they hear our name.
0: Okay. Full disclosure: the reason you know when when I was asked by a couple of people to join Mensa and I turned it down is because I I knew a couple of people that were in Mensa, and all they ever talked about was being in Mensa. Yeah. Every time they talked, you know, I'm in Mensa, and Sounds as one of right? the smartest people in the world, I, I'm like, would you settle down for God's sake? <clears throat> right. Yeah. I mean, just take it easy with the the. the is it? cognition and perception and there are all kinds of things to to kind of throw it off balance right
2: well yeah so i don't know how accurate it is anyway that's the whole problem that i have iq isn't really a measure of intelligence it's It's a measure of a certain kind of intelligence right exactly (laughs) Bill Shakespeare, who joyfully became the first man and second person
0: in the world to receive the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine after its approval, has died of an unrelated illness. He was 81 years old, Mm. had suffered a stroke before his death on Thursday, the BBC reports. Margaret Keenan, 91, had been given a Pfizer shot just before Shakespeare last December at University Hospital in Coventry, England. He described the vaccination experience as wonderful. Joy Shakespeare said her husband appreciated the chance to receive the vaccine. and took advantage of his global fame to encourage others to have the shots. It was something he was hugely proud of. He loved seeing the media coverage and the positive difference he was able to make to the lives of so many. Bill Shakespeare had worked at Rolls-Royce and been a local government official for 30 years, per the Mirror, whose legacy includes three plantings and the creation of wooded areas. Well, that's very, very nice. Mourners include members of the Labor Party, in which he was active for decades. Bill was a lifelong campaigner, so he was delighted to be able to help with the vaccine effort. A friend and colleague said Bill would be remembered for many things. She posted online, including a taste for mischief. He died at the same hospital where he was vaccinated. Keenan is still feeling and doing well, per TMZ. So at 81, Bill Shakespeare has died of an unrelated illness. Actually, he does not look very healthy in the picture they put out about him. He's, he's an incredibly thin, for one thing. So that's not usually a very good sign for a guy 81 to be that thin. I don't know how the hell you'd live much longer. But I don't know. He said he said that uh, getting the vaccine was a wonderful experience for him. And as I've told you, it was not a bad experience for me. It just is, was nothing. I went in, got the shot. I sat there for 15 minutes. They came over and said, you're okay. And I went home. And that was it. I never had any reaction to it at all why would why would some people have a reaction Andy, and other people don't have any reaction
2: well that's the thing is we don't really know we don't know why a lot of things happen yeah i suppose that's true but
0: <clears throat> excuse me yeah i i had absolutely no reaction to the shot whatsoever she came over and as i said i've got a different you know sense of feeling than most people i didn't even feel him give me the shot but i do have a weird I'm not as sensitive to that kind of stuff as most people, and I, they think it's because of brain damage or something, I guess. Mm. I don't know what the hell it's all about. But it, it literally, if you were thinking of getting the shot, I would say absolutely. Just sign up. If you can get the Johnson & Johnson one shotter, that would be good. Now, with the qualifier that, that I'm not telling women what to do because I'm a man and I had a different experience, I would not tell a woman to get the shot or not get the shot because I still kind of wonder if it has a different effect on women than it does other people i wonder mm-hmm. you know i have no no knowledge of that that i'm just it's my own speculation but i have heard the the bad stories i've heard are almost all women but there you know some men have died of it as well so i don't know it it's we'll, we'll stay on top of it i guess right um i did see you know you mentioned the that uh, the white house has issued a A harsh statement about the slavery in China, huh? Or is it not the – oh, no, no, that's – excuse me. I saw that on the news before I came over today, Ah. that apparently the White House has sent a very stern message to China about this damn slavery problem. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, meanwhile, giving them money so they can build a pipeline. That's great. We can't have a pipeline, but they can even though they have slavery.
2: I thought that was Russia.
0: No, uh, oh, that was Russia. You're right. China China's just – yeah, well, Russia China has just slaves too, gets right? a bunch of trade deals and yeah, endorsements do, right. and uh, – But know. Russia has some slavery, doesn't it? And like uh, – what the hell is the name of that puke hole that they send everybody to? From Siberia? Siberia, yeah. That's basically
2: kind of forced labor, isn't it? Well, I don't think uh, Russia really does that kind of thing. It's, oh, they don't? They just okay. kind of have very, very bad living conditions in yeah. a lot of places. Well, they like to drink, though, so that's good. That is a big part of
0: it, yes. Nothing wrong having a few Russian uh, vodkas and lighting up the night sky, you know yeah. what I mean? So, I don't know. We, uh, we shall see how it all, all shakes out at the end. But uh, did you hear about this mature blue Stilton guy? I love this story, so no. this is magnificent story. <laughs> this is cops paying attention. This is why we need cops right here.
2: Blue Stilton is the most disgusting thing in the world. Yeah, this guy's a huge fan, apparently.
0: Yeah. Uh, if evading police was the goal, Carl Stewart seemed to be doing everything right. The U.K. drug dealer used an encrypted phone system called EncroChat, and favored by organized crime in Europe. That, that is, uh, is EncroChat. is EncroChat to carry out his surreptitious communications, and he adopted the handle Toffee Force to do business, selling heroin and cocaine, among other illicit substances. His downfall, however, wasn't a kilo of his wares. It was a block of delicately rich and creamy blue cheese. The 39-year-old from Liverpool had taken a picture of himself in what appeared to be a supermarket, holding a block of Stilton in his palm, and broadcasted in one of his messages. And the police were able to uh, to take that photo... Lift his prints from it, track him down, and arrested him. <laughs> I love that story. No way. Yeah, uh, he held it up like this in his hand with his with his hand. You know, the cheese was right there, and they they could read his fingerprints oh, that's a from good that camera. Picture. Yeah, that's a really good camera. I guess You're if right.
2: he's a major drug dealer, he's probably got a pretty nice phone. Mm,
0: probably true. Yeah, that's probably true. Carl Stewart was involved in supplying large amounts of Class A and B drugs, but was caught by, uh, out by his love of Stilton cheese, the uh, Detective Inspector Lee Wilkinson said of Merseyside Police, uh, mm-hmm. said in a release. The Verge notes that Stewart made two major blunders, posting the picture in the first place. The outlet notes fingerprints have been lifted uh, before from photos and using EncroChat, uh, which authorities infiltrated in March 2020, intercepting millions of supposedly encrypted messages, the Merseyside Police note that about 60,000 EncroChat users have been uh, ID'd around the globe, all involved in coordinating and planning the supply and distribution of drugs and weapons, money laundering, and other criminal activity. Stewart pleaded guilty to charges of conspiracy to supply heroin, cocaine, ketamine, and MDMA, as well as a charge of transferring criminal property. was sentenced Friday to more than 13 years in prison because he had to show off his... Uh, is stilton cheese is stilton blue cheese hmm. i i i what no stilton is it is it a really is that that really smelly blue cheese
2: uh it doesn't really smell that bad <laughs> but it is extremely bitter oh it is yeah it's i can eat pretty much anything but stilton is so disgusting well why would you want to eat bitter cheese <laughs> some though? people really love it i don't know. I mean, I like blue cheese. Don't get me wrong. You I like, like blue. It's not anything like blue cheese. So nothing like it. No, it's more like I would liken its taste to a mixture of blue cheese and earwax.
0: <laughs> oh wow. that yes, that sounds very attractive. Yeah,
2: it's really no question. But it's so popular. I don't. I have a feeling it's like a genetic thing. Like you can either taste the good parts or you can't, based on your genes. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. It's like uh, cilantro. Some people say it tastes like soap. It's a genetic thing. I think Stilton is the same way.
0: Oh, yeah, right. That makes sense. Princeton historian Sean Willens and politics professor Keith E. Whittington have both been critical of Nicole Hannah-Jones' 1619 project. Why? Because it's a flat-out lie. Well, yeah, it is. It's a flat-out lie. It's not true at all, and some people just embrace it because they want to embrace it. Will Entz even penned an article describing the project's inaccuracies, including the creator's claim that the American Revolution
2: was fought to protect slavery. No, it was not. We fought the British. No, the Revolution wasn't... I mean, you could argue about the Civil War, but not the Revolution. The Civil War was fought to end slavery. Well, it was fought for a number of reasons, now, that depending is, on who you were. That's true. You're right about that. But the Revolution, I don't think, had literally anything to do with slavery. It had nothing to do with slavery. did the British still have, let's see... Did they have slaves in England still? I'm sure they did. When did did the British abolish slavery? 1807. So there there you 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 go. Yeah, that couldn't have been about slavery.
0: No, it's not about slavery. She's flat out lying, and she knows she's lying. Mm -hmm. So here's the deal. If you thought uh, they'd be in support of the University of North Carolina's Board of Trustees refusing to offer tenure to the New York Times journalist upon... uh, well, first of all, she works for the New York Times, and all they do is lie.
2: That is true.
0: Along with the Washington Post, that puke uh, Jeff Bezos' paper. And not to say that the, the conservative papers don't lie, because they do. But if you thought they'd be in support of the University of North Carolina's Board of Trustees refusing to offer a tenure to New York Times journalist upon the appointment to the Knight Chair in Race and Investigative Journalism at UNC Chapel Hill's Hussman School of Journalism and Media, that should have a really longer title, don't you think? Yeah, really. I think the title of Knight Chair in Race and Investigative Journalism at UNC Chapel Hill's Hussman School of Journalism and Media, it's a long title right there. You were wrong. Writing at the Chronicle of Higher Education, the professors say the decision following conservative backlash is a travesty that will do No, it's not just conservative backlash. It's all backlash. She's lying, and she knows she's lying, and she's making money from it once again. This is all about making money, and if you get people to hate one another, so what? You don't care. You made your money. Uh, In any case, uh, writing at the Chronicle of Higher Education, the professors say the decision following conservative backlash is a travesty and that will do lasting damage to the reputation of higher education in North Carolina and inspire similar tampering at universities across the country. They offer reasons faculty might have chosen not to offer Hannah Jones' tenure, including her choice, to sometimes dismiss and demean her critics instead of engaging with their arguments on the merits. But these are matters for the faculty to consider, not the politically appointed Board of Trustees. Indeed, for the Board of Trustees to interfere unilaterally or blatantly on political grounds is an attack on the integrity of the very institution it oversees. After all, the American Association of University Professors uh, Declaration of Principles, uh Mm. uh-huh, mean like poisoning our children's minds, you mean that principle? It stresses that faculty members must have independence of thought as they seek to educate the wider public. Otherwise, public universities in red states and blue states alike would find themselves shrinking the acceptable range of scholarship and teaching, and the mission of the university would be corrupted. So, in other words, it went from her lying her ass off to, look at the great job we're doing educating your children. Mm-hmm. I mean, how did it slide down that far? Look, I, I've taken a gander at 16, 19, It's a flat-out lie. All of it is a lie. You know, she made it up as she went along, and people are falling for that because they want. Why do you think it is, Andy, that honkies in America right now want to hate
2: themselves? What is that? I really could not tell you. That's one of the things that I just don't understand. I don't either. You know, I get a lot of, you know psychopathic behavior, like pretending to be a victim when you're not. You know? Yeah, right, right. It's ironically a position of power, but the self-hatred thing, I think it in certain circles it's still a position of power, so they yeah. do it. Or they're just cowards. You know, they don't want the mob to come after them, so right, they drop right. to their knees and start begging is basically what they're doing. That's what they do. You know, when you, you see some well-to-do white people in the rich, basically all-white suburb with a Black Lives Matter, you know, we believe that all love is love, et cetera, et cetera sign. Right. You know, they're not doing it because they're actually supporting any given cause. They just, you know, when the angel of death visits their neighborhood, they want to have the lamb's blood on their doorway. (laughs) Exactly.
0: That's exactly right. You know, I brought this up yesterday on the KQ Morning Show. I said, you know... I don't understand people in wealthy suburbs uh, being the judge of what goes on in the inner city. You have no idea what goes on in the inner city. You think you do.
2: No, they have no idea.
0: But it would be like me saying I know what it's like to, you know, to wander around the streets of a very wealthy suburb and have lots of money in my pocket. I had, don't. I did not grow up that way, so I don't know what you people are doing or what what's going on. I use the example with Brian Zepp. I said... I can't go to Brian Zep and say, hey, let me tell you how to run a farm in South Dakota. Because I don't yeah, that know. Wouldn't go well. I mean, that's where he grew up. But I, have, I know nothing about that kind of thing. Well, by the same token, don't try to tell me you know what's going on in the inner city because mm-hmm. you have no clue what goes on in the inner city. Because if you did, you'd never call for no authority. It's, I'm sorry. It, it's just a very violent situation. Always has been. Hopefully it, all, it will not always be. Hopefully we'll figure it out. But stop pretending you know what it's all about in the inner city because y- you got no idea, just like I have no idea about where you live. Mm-hmm. We'll take a break. Be right back. Uh, Dr. Ian Jenkins is going to join us for the second hour after this with the family.